0: Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 225, the founder of Mindful Impact, Tanya Davies, shares how you can live a life without the limitation of fear through the five E's of empowerment. We reflect on the importance of self-care and Tanya shares tips to help build your confidence. We also discuss a powerful gift that you can give yourself this Christmas to become the best version of you. This is Tanya's version of Be the Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Tanya, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. You're welcome. I'm excited because we're leading into Christmas. We're just about to start the craziness, the silliness uh, at the end of a crazy, silly 2020 year. And I was just saying to you that what I wanted to do with this week's episode is really give a gift to the listeners and that gift is a gift of empowerment. And you're going to tell us a bit more about that. Uh, But really it's about thinking about empowering ourselves and then we're going to be better are equipped to give to
1: others. Absolutely. You know, this is a perfect time of year, especially after, as you know, your
0: words, a crazy 2020. Yeah. So to get us started, let's learn a little bit more about Tanya and the journey that you've been on through your item of significance. Yep,
1: absolutely. Look, for me, I think certainly growing up, I did all the shoulds I'm such a great person when it comes to conforming to the shoulds. You should be an independent young woman. You should go to university. You should tick all the boxes of the corporate life and et cetera, et cetera. Buy the house, have the husband, have the kids, all that kind of stuff, all the shoulds. Until one day that the shoulds didn't work anymore. And the reason I really noticed this is I was starting to feel really sick every day. Not knowing why I didn't want to get up and go to work. And, you know, my my corporate career saw me traveling quite a lot, young kids, and it was just making me feel sick. And I didn't realize that my choices that I'd made over the years, that I thought were the right ones, had actually backed me into a corner and I had no control. And then all of a sudden I just realized that this had to stop and and enough was enough. Now, some, a lot of people say to me, when was your realisation moment? There was not one specific. There was many little moments. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners, especially after a 2020 like we've had, have probably realised that when they have sat in their own silence and started to contemplate the awkwardness that can come up with where they're at in their life sometimes, you know, not everyone, that's when massive action is needed. And boy, can that be scary. And, of course, that's led me on a path of a complete transitioning career which is an amazing skill to now have because I help a lot of people through that process as well Uh, if you'd like to like look at it as like a gift all of a sudden my box had been unwrapped big time and there were so many things I found inside that box for myself so the journey for me my significance was literally facing my fear
0: and learning how to empower myself What a good story and a great way to get us started into sharing that skill, you know. So that's obviously how you've discovered empowerment. But you actually talk about the five of empowerment so you've taken that personal journey your own experience learned from that and developed a framework can you share with us what what is the five e's of empowerment absolutely can look we get our book
1: smarts through life
0: you know i'm an
1: avid reader and i'm consuming books continuously but i'm finding that there are a slight variation of each other Is that you've experienced that before? So what I realized over the years of studying everything under the sun from business management, marketing, you name it, was there were common themes through everything. And I applied that to the therapy and coaching space. And so, like I said, with my background in marketing, communications, all that space, I realized that there were things that were fundamentally appropriate in the therapy space that weren't really being worked for people. So what I did is I sat down and go all right here's my textbooks here's what I know from lived experience and brought it together and then in my clinical practice actually played it out with people and got the results and you know the little scientist in me is like you need to be able to verify this over and over again which is what I've been doing so what are those five E's? well the first one it really is just exploration because one thing that we don't have a lot of time to do in this very fast paced world is really get underneath what's going on for us. After that, I go straight for education. That's not me sitting there, educating the client. That's us going on a journey together to understand through personal history, through how the brain works, how the body works, how they work together. We look at their values. We pull out anything that's keeping them stuck in life. And once we've gone through elimination process, which is, is quite an extensive process, we remove the negative emotions that are still keeping them stuck in that space. We then move through to enhance. So I'm always looking for what is unique to this person that is making them want to have this change and how do i get them to that desired change with the tools they've already got we'll add a few more and then we'll we'll really enhance what they've got already because at the end of the day i'm not here to point out the flaws in someone i'm actually here to pull out those strengths with them so the final goal absolutely at the end of the five E's, it's empowerment and so when we're there it's not just about i'm going to write a few goals in my life but we are going to, at a subconscious level, hence I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, we are absolutely going to get deep. We want to create new neural pathways to convince your subconscious mind that you are already living
0: that desired future. Mm. I, I find that such a really interesting concept, convince your subconscious that you're already living this. Like, How do you convince your subconscious? So here's the thing. Look, if I can take a really quick story. How many times
1: have I heard people, men and women, say to me that they want to change a habit in their life, but they just don't have the willpower? Well, there's a reason for that. Their subconscious mind is roughly, science tells us, about 90% weighs influence on our brain. And the conscious mind is only 10%. Now, the conscious mind is that neocortex, it's the one that's doing the analytical thinking part of it. But how many times have you tried to think your way out of a problem and got nowhere? Now, change, behavior all happens at the subconscious level and it controls 90%. So if you're incongruent between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, the two of them aren't getting along, the subconscious mind will always win. So in a fight between willpower and imagination, imagination's going to win out. So you can think your way out of a problem completely. I want to lose 20 kilos. Great. You can think your way about change your food, etc., etc., but when we really get down to it, what's holding you back is your subconscious belief that the current weight that you're at is keeping you safe from something but we need to go on a subconscious exploration in trance state hypnosis and people say well you know you make me cluck like a chicken all that kind of stuff it's so much fun when people say that to me and i'm like yes yes i will <laughs> no not even close <laughs> but what we're really dealing with here is an absolute natural state of hyperconsciousness. so what i mean what do i mean by that well when you fall asleep at night or you wake up in the morning, your brain goes through different brainwave states, okay? We go from beta all the way down to delta. What we want is for your brain to just do that in a trance session because when we're in that state, the conscious mind stops blocking what's going on and we can really start to find what the root cause is and start unraveling that kind of stuff. But more importantly, we then get to implant you get to implant with your words because most of all, oh, hypnosis is self hypnosis. So I use the client's word, feed it back to them in trance state, and they're getting what they want.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about hypnosis. I'm very interested in trying, but yeah, I'm, I think I have a feeling of maybe clucking like chickens. So. <laughs> so you know, there's there's a barrier there. So what are those common barriers that are preventing people from a believing their subconscious is telling them things mm. or listening to it well let's look at the most obvious fear
1: it's it fear will keep us stuck forever if we don't actually face our fears you know we hear that all the time face your fears but what does it really mean it actually means being brave enough to get in there with your thoughts sit in that silence and go all right no matter what comes up right now i've got the ability to deal with it but it's amazing how many times i ask people what is it you really want and there's a look of complete blank on their face because they've spent so much of their life focusing on what they don't want and avoiding what they don't want that they've actually lost track of what it is they wanted in the first place. So it is that recognition that that fear is keeping you stuck, running away from what you don't want, as opposed to running towards what you do. So it is actually completely reframing for people what it is they want, keeping them focused on what they want and expectancy and belief in that they can get
0: that. Because if you don't believe you can get it, you're not going to start in the first place. Mm. And, you know, and particularly if we're thinking about giving a gift at this time of year, you know, what what are we giving, and and how do we give ourselves? Like the gift of just understanding what you want.
1: Yep, absolutely. Like, can you imagine waking up on Christmas Day? And if you've had, let's just pick anxiety for example. If you've had anxiety for say the last five years, and it's and it's decided it's going to increase itself in 2020, thanks COVID. And you waking up on Christmas Day because you've been brave enough to sit with it and work through what's triggering it at a root cause. Not what the superficial, oh, there's a mask, I need to wear a mask, that's triggering me. That is the symptomology, the smaller triggers that are coming through. But what's really behind your anxiety that most likely has been occurred or it's planted itself in a childhood state. And going back and dealing with that and waking up Christmas morning excited
0: about your future. What a great gift. Mm, it is. And we were talking before, like the, the gift and the true joy of Christmas is not necessarily the commercial version. It's about, you know, those connections and the human connections that we can have and the people and the joy and the excitement of children. And to really fully engage in that, then we need to be empowered in ourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, connection is contagious. Mm. It really is,
1: and when we're talking about that, you know, we talk it about like the true spirit of Christmas. Well, for me, when I was a kid growing up, giving was the coolest part of Christmas. We want to connect, which is why this year's a little bit more difficult for people because we've all had to move to that, you know, online state where you can still connect with people. You just need to have that behavioral flexibility to be able to change your behavior to still get what you want out of any situation in life, mm. and you know it. 2020 for me personally, boy, it's been challenging. But at the same time, the gifts, like I've had my husband and myself working at home in the worst of COVID, um, to him still working full-time at home, two kids and homeschooling. I'm going to pretend it's homeschooling. Um, But having that chaos in four walls, had such highs and such lows at the same time but being able to witness your life as an observer sometimes and that's the skill that I teach people to be able to step outside of your own problem box and turn around and be able to look back at your life from a distance going what is it I'm missing right now that if I truly understood would make my life every day that little bit better Mm. And observation and witnessing is a fundamental tool when it comes to working in that therapy space and starting to understand yourself and becoming more empowered. Because the moment you can call out your stories that is keeping you stuck in your life is the moment you start
0: to move towards empowerment. Mm. And then, you know, for me, the step beyond that empowerment is being able to call out your stories that can have positive impact, that can share benefit, you know, and you, and you talk about that, you know, giving voice. So you're overcoming fear in empowerment and then leaning forward. So maybe you can talk us a little bit more about it's that process of, of, you know, as you say, self-awareness and self-worth to be empowered and then where does that shift to? Yeah, look, I think the long-term effects, like
1: let's, let's just assume for a second you've done all the work you need to do. It's a journey. <laughs> isn't it funny because people come to me and say, well, we've ticked all the boxes. And I said, yes, excellent. And I'll call you back in a month and we will go through the next part. And they're like, oh, but isn't it done? Like, aren't we done? No, because it's your entire life. And the process that I go through with people, this is why it is coaching and therapy together, because for me they have to come together. I'm prepping you for the rest of your life not just the next six months. So empowerment for me is something that you need to keep working on. It's not the destination. Um, Once I'm feeling fully and truly empowered in my life, I know that I can make the biggest mistakes and still be okay with that. And chunking things down, which is a great skill for anyone to have, if you're feeling overwhelmed in your life, start chunking it down to bits you can digest. For some people, that's, oh, I'm going to get it down to a monthly plan. Well, for me, sometimes that can actually be, what am I going to do today hour by hour so I can get there where I need to be? And again, every one of these tools and techniques is a bundle that will help you feel more empowered
0: as you go along your journey. Mm. And the journey starts with the steps that you take. Absolutely. And then it's those habits that you create from doing it regularly. Yep. Sometimes there is this overwhelm though and the things that I end up procrastinating about are the ones that are a bit big and overwhelm and I can't quite figure out how to chunk them into small bites Yeah, you know some so those are the things that you know a year later I might go oh this is still an issue yeah the best question I find
1: that I ask myself is what is that one tiny and I mean tiny what is that one tiny step I can make right now that's going to have the most impact on this journey for me that could be just getting out of bed and going for a walk in the morning to clear my head because if there's so much going on in your head with overwhelm you are not going to be able to think clearly anyway. So be able to then counter that by giving yourself the space your brain needs to rest and recuperate. Plan rest into your plan because... Without it, you are not going to function the way a human being needs to function. We need to have connection time, but we also need to have social isolation time as well, away from people, so that we can process what's going on for ourselves. And if we've written some pretty good and challenging goals for ourselves, and we've you know managed to get an idea of what are the priorities within them, we need time to be able to sit and think and sit with those goals. Because if we force our conscious mind to keep coming up with the answers all the time, we miss the creative part of our brain, which sits in the subconscious, mind we have to allow that part of our brain to step in every now and then go and make those neural connections mm. because those aha moments come when you sit back and let it happen rather than try to force it happening mm. so when you are in those moments of overwhelm take a break you know, Thomas Edison did exactly that. He, he's, it's, he's famous for having three marbles that he'd put in his hands and he'd go and sit in his favourite chair and he'd take his thought, his conscious thinking about his problem and he'd go and sit in his chair and then he'd fall asleep with his hand with the marbles. And the second he fell asleep and moved into the, the, the brainwave state that we talk about with trance, he'd drop the marbles and he'd wake up in that state and his neural pathways would connect. The synapses would fire and he'd get the answers that he'd need. And hence all the uh, amazing inventions that he came up with. So give your brain the opportunity to rest and really rest. So I set myself an anchor the moment that I step over that threshold and through that office door. I work with clients who've got some serious and heavy traumas in their life sometimes. Now, do my children deserve me taking that home to them? My husband? No. So I clear, I actively clear that out and I set anchors for myself. The first anchor is leaving my office door. Everyone can do that in their own offices. It could be the moment you get up from your office chair and log off from your computer for the day. You set an anchor for yourself that that's it. That day, the computer, it stays there with the computer. And now the family, the whomever, your fur babies at home, they have you 100% present. And that's really important because when your mind is scattered, you're not connecting with people the way that we as humans need to be connecting
0: so if we're if we're thinking on reflection you know giving the gift of giving at at this time of year what would you say then for listeners that is how they could start this gift of giving to themselves because we want everyone to be able to give this gift to themselves particularly if we haven't had experience in this space where should we start i would say the first and fundamental thing for me is to be able to
1: give yourself time Give yourself time to sit and just be present with yourself because once you do that, you'll start to see what comes up. If you're hearing particular criticisms coming through sometimes, call it out. Is it yours or is it somebody else's? And remember, if it's an unwanted gift, you can always give it back. So you can turn off and stop those voices. But you don't get to even get to that point unless you're willing to be brave enough to sit with yourself. And that takes time. It could take only five minutes a day. There's a good start. A lot of people say to me, oh, I can't do meditation. My mind's too busy for meditation. You can be better than that thought. You can give yourself enough time and enough space to allow that thought to be released and not engage with it, not allow the illusion of that thought to grow and become a story and become a pattern and become take on its own life. When we call out our thoughts as a witness and we start looking, them from, looking at them from a distance, we start to realize that we're not our own we're not our thoughts. Because when you watch something or you listen from the outside, you are not part of that anymore. And that's where we can start to
0: change it. Mm. Oh, thank you. What, like I was wrapped listening to that, you know, and letting that go and having the power, the empowerment to recognize those thoughts and release them you know and I think if we can work towards that and obviously for some people who may have gone through trauma they're going to need support but even you know just generally there are you know things that we can let go and concerns we have and that's a great gift to give ourselves yeah well how
1: empowering is it to know that you're actually allowed to ask for help
0: Yeah, Mm. well, Tanya, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed learning these tips and I'm going to put them into play myself and it's lovely to be able to give this gift to our our listeners at at Christmas and at the end of a, a tough year. Yeah. In conclusion though, I want to finish up with Tanya's be the drop tip. So that's your top tip for communication that motivates and inspires action.
1: Yeah, look, all I would say here is bring childlike curiosity to everything in your life keep questioning question why you're doing something questioning why you're not doing something childlike curiosity for me that allows my communication to be delivered with a really clear intent because i know where i want to go and
0: why i want to get there fantastic and i like that that you've rolled that into being very clear on your intent yes. you know why yeah and what you're trying to achieve yeah brilliant thank you so much you're welcome and merry christmas